What do you want to talk about? You ask a question. Well, how do you feel going to Germany this time? Super excited. I'm so pumped. I had a moment when I was driving back two days ago where I was driving on the highway and the sunset was unfolding and it was the perfect background music, like very melodic, melancholic, like electronic music in the background. And I'm driving and all of a sudden it hit me really intensely and vividly that I hope and I am praying for getting the chance to actually arrive in Germany, right? To fly and arrive and hug my children and kiss them and love them and see my mother and my brothers and my friends and my oldest brother's youngest child turns one year old. I'm arriving Friday. There's going to be a birthday party for the first year on Saturday. And I want to be there with the entire family and really take it all in. And I had a deep feeling of it's not given that I will be able to get there. Not because it's difficult to fly to Germany or something, but because life isn't given, right? I might, you know, it's the sort of context, I'm driving fast. I've been driving for six hours. I'm on a freeway. Like at any given point, I could just die. Right? This could be my last day. If I had a car accident or something happened, I would never get that chance, that gift to live that day. And sometimes we just think these thoughts. And during the drive two days ago, I really felt such tremendous hope. Right? There was a hope. I hope I get that gift, that arrival. I hope I get that week. And I thought about, you know, our upcoming adventure. Like, I hope I get that first day you arrive you know, in Amsterdam, and we walk through some bookstores, and we giggle, and we talk. And then I thought about my 40th birthday, I thought about the summer in Europe, I thought of finding a new home, I thought about all the kind of things that are happening that are in the immediate future that I'm looking forward to. And there was a sense that all these things are tremendous gifts I'm hoping for, but not a debt that I collect, like it's not a given nothing I own, or that is promised to me. It's just a possibility, right? But it's not a done deal. Uh, recently, I read, you know, there's two things that are completely outside our control is being born and dying. Like when we're being born and how and when and how we die, those two things are not within our control. Anything else we have some influence over, but these two things we have zero influence over in this life. And then as I was kind of daydreaming while I was driving and thinking about all these things that are so close but so monumental and important and yet are not given. I could not reach that. Although it's just in a couple of days, I could not get there. And I was thinking about how meaningful these things are and how important and how happy and grateful I will be if I get to these days. I started thinking backwards and I thought, oh my God, thank God I had the chance to do a week of fasting at the ashram because seven days ago I could have been in a car accident or could have had something happen to me and I wouldn't have had that you know, incredible experience, that new experience. And then I thought about, you know, a couple of weeks prior when I did the sun retreat and when I had that moment with God and, and I kept going back and back further and further. And I thought about all these moments that were gifts, you know, nobody owed me any of this. And, you know, every day is a gift and every day is not given. It's sometimes hard to remember that. It goes back to a prior episode of really the job is a constant fighting the forgetting. We're constantly forgetting what's important. We're constantly forgetting the present moment. We're constantly forgetting to love. We're constantly forgetting how amazing life is, how incredible everything is. We're constantly in forgetting mode. And the practice of remembering is a never-ending practice. You just keep practicing it to keep remember, keep remember, keep remember. So I had a beautiful 30 minutes and it was a mix of love and awe and hope 
and gratitude and also playing with death, you know, playing with that, inviting the idea of death, not as something to be afraid of, but as something to deepen the moment, to deepen your life, to think, what if I didn't get to it, you know, and that feel what it would mean. Like I had a moment, a vision of thinking about my children and they're so hyped and they're so excited about me being back and then me not arriving, right? Like what would that be? That would be tremendously painful. And that sweetens and deepens the arrival if I can hold that until Friday, right? That moment of seeing them and being there for them, I think, I hope will be much more deep and meaningful than some other times, although I'm always, you know, super pumped to see my kiddos. I've not been ever as excited as not to go back to Germany. I'm so pumped. I'm pumped to eat my mom's food. I'm pumped to be silly with my kids and to love them and kiss them and play with them and be silly with them. I'm excited about hanging out with my brothers and my friends. I'm excited about being in the snow and in the rain. It's really cold in Germany. I'm, you know, excited about it. I'm really, 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 truly pumped. Like every day, I'm like a hype man. Every day I'm writing to everybody that's in Germany how I'm excited I am to shop. I'm sending them so songs. I'm sending them pictures. I'm like, you know, throwing a party. I'm I'm totally pumped yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm pumped about the future. Like there's no other way to say it. I'm so excited about the future. You know, it's also the first time that I am ever getting prepared for a larger travel with successfully keeping a good mood and being playful and not tensing up. I never noticed this before, but although I become a very experienced traveler, I always, two days before a longer travel, I would always tense up. I would just be less in the mood for fun, less relaxed, less open, more tight, more stressed, more tense. Everything has to be prepared. Everything would annoy me, like more kind of particular and this time is even more difficult because this time I'm not just flying. I'm basically merging my New York household with my Austin household. And I'm moving away from the U.S. to Germany to then merge my German household with my Austin, New York household. And then merge with that and move to Amsterdam, right? Like there's nothing in the world that would hate more than that. Like I hate packing. I hate making decisions. Should I take this book with me or donate it? Should I do that? I hate all that. But this time I made a challenge to myself to see this as a playful challenge of, can I stay aware? Can I stay present? Can I stay playful? Can I have fun with it? Yesterday I was doing well, this morning did terrible. I woke up, I was so stressed. And then, you know, it's the universe, God is always testing, right? Every moment is either a test or a celebration. And so this morning was a test. The first thing I'm getting text messages and Slack messages that are so stressful, and I'm instantly in this, ah, uh, you know, and I can sense how I'm overreacting, how I'm getting really upset about certain things. And then I was asking myself, why am I getting this upset about these things? I'm like, well, this guy is really stressing me out. He doesn't stop sending me all these messages, da, 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 da. And then I thought, is he stressing you out or are you stressing about him, right? Like I'm sitting here and I'm being stressed about him. He's not physically here stressing me. He's not tickling me. He also cannot give me the stress. He's writing words, letters to me digitally. And I take these words and I generate stress in my body. So he's not doing this to you. You're doing this. And then I thought, yeah, okay. So I'm stressing myself about him. And then I thought, well, was I not stressed before him? Before he sent me these messages this morning? And then I thought, now I'm flying in two days. I was probably stressed already. I was like, I woke up 
And I felt a little tense. And I said, oh, so I had the little fire of stress of travel and I took this, you know, fuel to make it a bigger fire. But I'm cooking this. This is not being done to me. Nobody's doing this to me. And this narrative of, oh my God, why is everybody now that I can't handle it? Everybody's coming with their problems. <laughs> it's such a drama queen. It's like nobody waited for your moment. They're probably just they're their own little problem. And also, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe you are the problem. Maybe you make this a much bigger deal. Could be, could not be, right? Sometimes it's really the others, but sometimes it's you. And so I thought, okay, I intellectually understand all this, but I can't flip the switch and be yeah. fine. So then I decided, okay, I cannot stay in this apartment right now and do all the work at the laptop. I'm in such a kind of stressed mode. I have to leave. And so I went out and I went on a walk around the block. And the moment I walked out, you know, it was such an airy, beautiful vibe kind of windy and the leaves. And I instantly got into a bit of a mode of awe. I was walking towards like a, a restaurant coffee shop and I was looking at everything and I was going, ah, I mean, this sounds so dumb. You know, this is kind of in the vein of the idiot Dostoevsky, but I'm like, wow, I'm alive. I mean, I'm taking deep breaths. And for a moment, I forgot all my sorrows and problems. And I was like, I am alive. That's something, right? Yeah. It kind of feels cool. Fresh air. I'm walking. There's birds flying. I am alive. It's day. Yeah. And it felt differently when I was in my apartment. It was all gray and dark, but outside it felt kind of fresh. I was like, oh. And then I walked into the restaurant. I sat down at a coffee. I had some breakfast tacos. I accomplished nothing at my laptop. You know, I had all these Slack messages that continued with some of the problems. And then I just closed my laptop. I said, I'll take 10 minutes to just enjoy my breakfast and my coffee. I sat there and the tacos were amazing. I mean, after a week of, you know, water fasting, food is really on another the level and yeah. then i packed my shit up again and i walked back like i literally stayed there for 20 minutes i packed myself up i walked back and i walked up and when i got back to my laptop i felt a million times better i dealt with a couple of things again i would say somewhat tense but less so and then i had an hour of a window between my next kind of call marathon and i did some breathing exercises and some yoga and during yoga that one person that was stressing me out so much I had a moment of clarity, something that just, again, a download where I instantly knew what I need to do to make the situation better, to help the person, to resolve things. And then I had this appreciation for that. Then I went into like a 10 second thinking about all the things that I really appreciate and like about this person and that are really awesome. And I got back to my laptop and I had a call with that person, a few other people, and it was a completely different call than I probably would have had if I'd stayed at my desk mm -hmm. and just tried to push through it. It doesn't always work that way, but this morning was beautiful in that sense. And for the rest of the day today, I've been able to maintain a really good mood. I'm dancing, I'm singing, I'm packing. I'm still slow at packing. I wish I was faster, but I'm gonna get this all done and I'm like, knock on wood. I still got one full day before my flight on Thursday, but it might be the first time in my life that I'm on a, you know, 15 hour flight and travel where three days before I have so much packing to do and I am not in a bed, right? Maybe in spurts I'll be, but like overall I am thinking I have a good chance to be in a fantastic mood and I've never had that. I've always been stressed before flights. And, and it's going back to Germany. And it's going <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> of all people recognize the significance, <laughs> the yes. monumental significance of that. I have yeah. made, now I think I can say this with more confidence, I've made peace with Germany. I love Germany. It's fine. Gosh. It's a country that gave me some trouble but also taught me so much 
it gave me so much as I was growing up. And so all I can think of is not Germany or that it's snowing or that it's raining. All I can think of is all the people I love that I will see. And I'm so excited about them. That's all I'm thinking about. Everything else doesn't even enter my mind right now. So And and someone someone listening to this, not having context, maybe there's episode... 84, which was how you feel about Germany, right? And if someone Ooh. listens to that, and then this conversation. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about this podcast is that it's such a diary of my life that, you know, we can go back and see the before and after or yeah. the what has really changed or sustained or how things have evolved for those that are interested. But yeah, it was not at all like this ever. It's gotten better. My last travel back to Germany, that was kind mm-hmm. of a big breakthrough. But this time I'm pumped. I am P-U-M-P-E-D. I'm pumped. I'm excited, dude. I'm grateful. I hope I'll get to Germany. That's how I feel right now. I hope I get to arrive there and see all my loved ones. All right. I don't know what this was, but this was what it was. But that's the truth. I love you. 